Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 396 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. What if, on your serve, leaving your tossing arm up can actually lead to a worse serve? Well, I just had a student recently where that was very, very much the case. And it's a perfect illustration as to why a lot of times generic tips or tricks or technique instructions can actually lead to worse performance on your serve. I don't want that to happen to you. So we're going to go through exactly what happened with this student. We're going to describe what the top players in the world do. And I'll let you know exactly what steps I went through with this student to help him free up his serve and hit with a lot more power, more smoothness, more efficiency. So you can copy these same principles yourself. And this applies to all tennis shots, by the way. It's not just the serve, but that just happens to be the the specific kind of trigger that we're going to be focusing on today. So this is super important. Let's go ahead and dive into it. I was recently working with a really solid 4.0 level player. He wants to win at the 4 or 5 level. And part of my initial evaluation that I always do with students is we play some points out together. And during those evaluation points, I didn't, from the other side of the court, and keep in mind, is 80 feet away, didn't see or pick up on anything that really jumped out at me on his serve. And in fact, he was hitting solid serves and pressuring me on the return of serve as I was playing against him on the other side. But Shortly thereafter, when I took a couple minutes and I went through all of his techniques in slow motion on my iPad before we decided what to work on together, I found a really big problem. And before I describe what that problem was exactly, I'd like to describe to you what the top players do in terms of the timing of when they toss, I'm sorry, when they drop their tossing arm. So and by the way, if you want to see this in action, I'm, I'm going to describe it to you, so you don't need to see the video. But if you want to see for yourself what's happening with professional players, then just check out the YouTube video by the same title, Stop Leaving Your Tossing Arm Up, on the Essential Tennis YouTube channel. And in that video, I'm looking at the clip right now on my iPad, I take a look at Roger Federer from the side in slow motion. And what happens, and I'm in his trophy pose right now. And if you kind of go back and forth slowly and look at when the tossing arm starts to fall or drop, it syncs up and it's connected to when the body starts to turn upwards. So on this particular serve, Roger, I'm just describing so you can kind of picture this in your mind's eye. He's got a Nike shirt on with like the big word Nike, like right across his chest. And when you go forward and backward in the video, you'll see a connection with when the logo, like the writing on his shirt, starts to turn and transition upwards towards the ball. That is when his tossing arm starts to drop and starts to fall. And there's a third connection piece when that Nike logo on his chest starts to turn up towards the ball is also when his racket arm starts going upwards. So there's three things all happening in unison. His chest, aka his his body, his torso, is rotating up towards contact. And as that happens, his tossing arm is 
initiating its fall, it's coming downwards, and as that happens, his racket arm, the his right arm, is transitioning upwards to begin the upward swing up towards contact. So all of these things are happening in unison. And now here's a critical question. Are his arms moving, his his tossing arm and his racket arm, are his arms moving because his body is moving or is his body moving because his arms are moving? Just think about that for a second. So they seem to be connected, but which one is the primary mover here? Is it his body that's causing his left arm to drop and his right arm to raise? Or is his body moving because his left arm is dropping and his right arm is raising? The answer to that question is critically important because we need to have like very firm understanding in mind of what the engine should be for each of our different shots in tennis. And if you follow... You know, biomechanics, uh, it's good quality athletic technique, whatever you want to call it, then you know that energy should almost always be coming from the out, from the inside out, meaning from kind of the rotational center of like the body, the biggest, strongest, most stable parts of the body, and then going outwards into the shoulders, into the arms, and then finally into the racket. This is what's known as the kinetic chain, the the best order that the body different body parts should move so that the body can move as smoothly and efficiently as possible. So ideally for us, our arms on the serve should move because our body is moving, not the other way around. And yet think about all of the arm focused and hand focused, racket focused instructions related to the serve. Phrases like scratch your back, brush your hair, drop the racket, reach up high, snap your wrist, and of course, keep your tossing arm up. Those, those are all words or phrases that are only focused on what your arm or your hand or the racket is doing. And it takes away focus from the body, which is, should be the primary focus in terms of like what is actually delivering energy and coordinating the movement of all our different body parts. So when tips and instructions become very hand and arm focused, we start seeing swings like what my student had. When I slowed things down, what I saw was that he actually had three different elements all kind of working at different times. Instead of there being a smooth coordination between his body and his arms, and again, you can you can watch this, you can see this in slow motion if you go to the Essential Tennis YouTube channel, check out the video called Stop Leaving Your Tossing Arm Up. But I'll, I'll describe it for you, but I'm just letting you know if you want to see it, go to the YouTube channel. But the order was totally different with my student. He initiated by using his racket arm, his right arm, would start going upwards first. That's what would initiate his acceleration towards the ball. Then after his right elbow had kind of gone up towards the point of contact for a couple of frames of video, then his body would start moving. But in that sequence, his left arm still hadn't done anything. So his right arm would start going up towards the ball. Then his body would start to turn and try to kind of catch up with what his right arm was doing, what he was doing with his racket hand. 
But all the while, his left arm would stay up. Like he would later tell me, he'd been told hundreds of times to keep his tossing arm up. And his tossing arm would stay up all the way through the entire rotation of his body and the acceleration of his racket up towards contact all the way until after he actually hit the ball. So I kind of jokingly with my student told him he had kind of a, like a YMCA position. You could just kind of imagine like making contact and both his arms up in the air in like a Y, you know, position. And that's crazy because what that means is his tossing arm is completely blocking the rotation that should have been happening with his body and completely blocking the smooth transfer of power and force and acceleration that should have been happening up towards the point of contact. And if you're if you're just a little bit like unsure about this, then uh, in the video I go through and show uh, Serena Williams, I show Andy Murray, I show Carlos Alcaraz, I show Novak Djokovic, and I I showed where their tossing hand was when the rackets started moving up towards contact. So in other words, the rackets already looped down. It's at the bottom of the racket drop. Now it's just starting to move up. Where would you guess the tossing hand is of all of those players I just mentioned? Well, it's below waist height. So the rackets has finished the racket drop or the back scratch position. It's on the way up towards contact. And at that moment, all of those top players, some of the best servers of all time, their tossing, harm, their tossing hand is down below waist level. And then when you flip back to my student, at that same moment in his serve, his hand is still up at the same position where he was releasing the ball, up at the very top of his tossing position. So like three feet higher up. And all that does is keep his rotation from happening smoothly. So... What, so what's happened here? Well, first of all, a lot of coaches coach from a outcome perspective, like a results kind of uh, results led way of teaching. And there's a direct connection for most coaches between when the ball hits the net on the serve and the phrase "keep your tossing arm up." You, you've probably, if you've been around tennis for more than like a couple weeks, you've probably heard this connection between hitting the net with your serve. Sometimes it's uh, keep your head up or like, by the way, total misnomer. If I, I didn't get into that in this uh, lesson or this video, but if you, if you look at the video and you look at the eyes of all those top players, they're not looking up towards contact as they make contact. They're not, they're looking out into the court already. Uh, Federer actually kind of had to chuckle a little bit. This clip of Federer that I've been using uh, for this lesson, I don't know if he always does this, but for the first time, I noticed that he actually closes his eyes. (laughs) His eyes are open as his toss goes up in the air. And in every serve he hits, I don't know, there's probably six serves in this uh, clip that I've used a lot with students, never noticed this before. He closes his eyes right before the racket meets the ball and then opens them again right after contact. So he's, in other words, he's just like blinking right at the moment of contact every time he hits the serve. So keeping your eyes up at contact do not lead to the ball necessarily going over the net. They don't. And keeping your tossing arm up does not necessarily lead to the ball going over the net. Now, just to be really clear, is there such thing as the tossing arm dropping too soon? 
Absolutely. Yes. And could that lead, could that lead to hitting the net because your body starts to fall and it kind of pulls, you know, your upper body downwards and that leads to hitting the ball down into the net. Is that a thing? Like, does that happen? It does happen. But when there's just a ironclad correlation that gets linked between those two things, and now every serve that goes into the nets, because, oh, keep your tossing arm up. And I, I had a text exchange with this student of mine, and I asked him, how many times do you think you've been told, like over the years, he's been playing tennis a long time, to keep your tossing arm up? And he was like, I don't know, over 100 for sure. And he kept doing it and kept trying to do it better and better and better. And over the years, his serve motion got more and more and more inefficient and more blocked. How, how crazy is that? And he kept receiving the same instruction to keep his tossing arm up. So A, this is, this is just, this situation is crazy and destructive and really harmful for tennis players. And the solution is video and actually knowing like for real, like what is actually happening? A tremendous amount of things are happening in a half a second and it's impossible to pick them all apart and see the cause and effect and the correlation and like the timings of like when things move without slow motion video. It's critical. It's necessary to be able to pull apart like cause and effect and what is leading to what and what is not leading to what, or is this, you know, generally like good piece of advice being overused and actually hurting a student. That's really important, isn't it? B, it's very hard to make these kinds of changes without seeing it slowed down. And I'd like to tell you exactly how I did that with this student. And again, like you can see the before and after. It's awesome. My student made great progress getting his tossing arm out of the way. And it freed up a lot of momentum and energy. He started hitting big serves with very little effort. And the way I did that was we went through four different progressions together, four different kind of baby steps or stepping stones. The first, it's kind of hard to explain, honestly. You probably need to look at the video just for this one thing. And this is the only thing. Like You, uh, you can take my word, hopefully, <laughs> for the rest of it. Uh, this one is is tricky unless you look at it. But I've used this drill a lot of times with students who are out of sync with their arms and their body. I have my student put their racket down, raise um, their hands up right under their chin, and put their forearms parallel to their shoulders. So like uh, from elbows to fingertips is like in a straight line, parallel with the line of the shoulders, and like the hands just fingertips like touching each other right underneath the chin. So um, like a, a I Dream of Jeannie uh, position. You remember the, the old show when she would like do her like spell or whatever and she'd bring her hands up? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, literally just, just thought of that uh, reference. Uh, but that's like the position I had them go in. And then practice turning back and tilting his upper body into a trophy pose like he did on his serve normally where his right elbow was down low and his left elbow was up high and then practice switching positions with his elbows and turning upwards and forwards just like he would on his normal serve so that his left arm would rotate down and his right arm would rotate up. And so this seesawing movement is what should happen on a serve. 
When the body starts to turn upwards, that should be what pulls the right arm up, and it should be what initiates the drop of the left arm. My student was doing it in three different phases at three different times. Right arm and body and left arm all doing different things at different times. So this drill without the racket helps start to connect the dots between how the arms and the body should work together and in unison instead of doing different jobs at different times. So anyway, um, hopefully I described it well enough so you can kind of picture it. But it, it essentially just links the arms with the body and it's a good feel drill to start to feel what it would be like for the body to lead and the arms to just follow passively. So that's drill number one, progression one. Drill two, progression two, was I put the racket in his hand and had him slowly, like very deliberately, and in phases, go through shadow shadow swings, where he would go from setup to trophy pose, and then take a little pause at trophy pose, and then concentrate really hard on when his body would start to turn, bringing his right arm along with the body, and his right arm not initiating too soon, but also his left arm dropping when his body would start to turn and start to feel what that would be like with segmented shadow swings, just parts of the swing at a time. The third drill progression we did was smooth, continuous shadow swings. And now we started to make it like one continuous motion, not stopping or pausing. And by the way, all throughout each of these, we are stopping. I'm recording and we're stopping and checking in and making sure that he's coordinating his body with his left arm, with his right arm, effectively at the right time. So in the third progression, he's going smoothly and continuously without stopping, which which is harder than the segmented ones to coordinate his arms with his body correctly and smoothly. And this is necessary, by the way, because he had been breaking his acceleration into three pieces at the wrong order, wrong wrong timing for tens of thousands of repetitions for years and years and years. So if this sounds kind of tedious, it is. And it's also totally necessary if you want to change this kind of habit, like all these different things were happening in the snap of your fingers and pulling them apart and rewiring that habit it takes a lot of concentration and a lot of very deliberate uh, effort. And in the fourth drill we did was I had him to do two shadow swings at a full kind of regular tempo correctly. And then after the two shadow swings, I'd have him toss up a ball and hit the ball. And he hit his first serves with his arm actually getting out of the way, his left arm getting out of the way, and his right arm being pulled up by his body. And with very little effort and energy, he was hitting serves just as big as the ones where he was trying full effort during the points with me initially. And with like, I don't know, 25, 30, 40% effort, he was sending really big serves over to the other side of the courts. So again, if you want to see this, it's really satisfying seeing the before and after where his arm would actually fall out of the way and his body would be free to move and free to turn without the left arm blocking the rotation. And his right arm was being pulled along by the body. He did a fantastic job. And you can see all that when you check out the video on the Essential Tennis YouTube channel called Stop Leaving Your Tossing Arm Up. So uh, check that out. And if you'd 
like to get coaching from me and find the solution to really frustrating, very difficult, challenging problems like this one that a lot of times, frankly, are caused by normal coaching, then I'd really invite you to reach out to me. Shoot me an email to ian, that's I-A-N, at essentialtennis.com. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to support the podcast, go check out diademsports.com and use the promo code ET15 at checkout. You you can get 15% off balls, rackets, strings, bags, shoes, whatever you need. Diadem makes incredibly high quality stuff. I've been using their balls and their rackets and their strings for years. I'm a really big fan. Highly recommend checking them out. You can get 15% off by using coupon code ET15. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. I'll talk to you again soon. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.